0: In for Joe Nash on Live 95.
1: as it is a topic that sparked a huge response on our Facebook page. I'll bring in just a few more uh, comments from listeners about what age is the best age to start school. Uh, Rachel says, I was born in England and started primary at three and a half, which would be juniors here in Ireland. Personally thought it was a good age. My son was born in Ireland here. He started at three and three quarters in juniors of an autism unit and he progressed hugely even within the first few months. I believe the younger the better to develop routines and socialising and I've seen the negatives of delaying school until later on while Siobhan says five keep them in school as long as possible the later they start the longer they'll stay in secondary school they'll be more mature when they have to face the world well it's only a couple of weeks now before the little darlings go back to school and I suppose every parent has had to make the decision at one point uh, as to what age their child will start. It was reported last week fewer and fewer children are starting at the age of four. Marianne Quinn is from the Irish Association of Childcare Professionals and she's with us this morning. Good morning Marion And yes, sorry, now now see if we have Marion there. Marion, are you there? Yeah, I'm here speaking, yeah. Okay, wonderful. Um Marion, can I ask you, is this something that parents come to uh childcare professionals about for advice as to what's the best age?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean we have conversations every year, um, you know, with parents and especially children who are, you know, kind of maybe, you know, Four, four and a half, or that way, or you know, as um, they're kind of approaching your transition into different ages, um, and the parents kind of seeing, oh look, you know, their their child is kind of seeming you know very confident, well able, um, and they maybe their friends are kind of saying to them, oh look, you know, they should be going to school, they'll be able to manage it fine, um, and maybe the parents are kind of unsure, so they be yeah, they be having conversations with the educators because obviously, you know, those who are working with them in the earlier services and um, get to know those children, you know, in a different way um, than what the parents do, and so obviously between the between the partnership the educators and the parents, they put together a a kind of good picture of the child and and, and make those decisions then.
1: I think the advice out there is five. I mean, that seems to be a consensus among many experts. But is it ever right to, to kind of, you know, if you're looking at your own child and feeling that, oh, look, they're four and a half or not quite five or maybe even just turned four, but they're chomping at the bit to get to school that's what they want to do maybe they've older siblings who've been and um you know can a
0: parent make the right decision sometimes with a four-year-old well, absolutely. I mean, look, parents will, will know their children. I suppose if they have the conversations, um, you know, with, with other people who are involved in the children's life, and um, you know, they can, they can make a decision. And, uh, and, and look, we, you'd never kind of say, oh, look, you, you know, you've made the wrong decision because we never know how, how life is going to play out. Um, but I suppose, you know, there, there is a significant amount of research that does kind of indicate that children, while they might be able to academically perform, that maybe their social emotional development might not, um, you know, be, might not, not be as optimal as if they had waited um, you know and can maybe sending their children later, and it m- that might not be when the child is five six seven eight, but it could be when the child is seventeen eighteen you no know, nineteen um, and kind of saying, okay well, how are they then as they are transitioning from you know the, the kind of cocoon that is kind of school um you know into you know kind of making life decisions um you know whether it's, in, whether it's work whether it's college um, or you know kind of friendships or, or um, relationships or whatever um, so it 's not necessarily what's going on at 5, but it could be what's going on much later. And what do you think are the benefits of waiting? Um, Well, we know that the brain, you know, brain development happens, you know, hugely significantly um, in the first five years in in terms of a child's life. Um, But there is parts of the brain that develop later. So, and and the the logical... Um, and the emotional and social parts of the brain continue to develop after that time. So in terms of being able to regulate their emotions, regulate their behaviours, etc. So we know that in school, um, you know, in the Irish context you know, there's um, there's, you know, the kind of following the rules and uh, you doing what the rest of the class is doing. And the classes, you know, aren't necessarily small in Ireland, you know, um, so there's quite a few children that are in there. So a lot of the time it is about, you know, kind of waiting for their peers you know, maybe somebody's finished work first and waiting for other peers to be finished work. So there's a lot of needing to keep their bodies still um, and we know that young children um, struggle with that because it's not they're not developmentally at that stage yet and that's perfect, that's fine they're not meant to be um, but if so if they are required to go into school and if they are required to have that level of stillness um, both in terms of their bodies or in terms of being able to speak you know kind of during the, throughout the day um, that can be a challenge for them and that can make them, it can knock their confidence and maybe make them feel bad you know that if, they're, if they're being you know kind of uh, having to be spoken to repeatedly about you know particular behaviours or whatever or if they are seeing other children needing to be spoken to repeatedly about behaviours because while it might not be said to them, they can kind of take on the emotional, they, they can empathise with other children in the class and that can kind of make them feel bad as well. So, um, I mean, we know we know children who are, you know, kind of four years of age, um, you know, they, they look, they're moving, they're, they're constantly talking, they're constantly moving, they're constantly engaging and that's absolutely brilliant. That's developmentally where they should be. Um, but our schooling system, um, you know, with the size of classes and, and with the, the approach that we have in our schools at the moment... Um, yeah, doesn't allow that level of freedom. Just hit the nail on
1: the head for me, Marion, because it is the size of classes is something that really strikes me as a big problem when it comes to children starting uh, primary school, because I've never understood this, how... You need, uh, you remind me again, how many staff members per a small group in childcare early? Yeah, so, le- just, child care? so it's one to 11, just one before to they 11. Go to school. And yeah.
0: that's just for three hours a day. For the rest of the hours of the day, it's
1: one to eight. Yeah, for the same I thought, well. yeah one to eight struck with me. So one to 11 in yes. the actual uh, early learning se- section. And then when they go to primary school, all of a sudden, one adult is supposed to manage up to 30 of them. And these yeah. are kids sometimes that can't open their lunch boxes. Um, mm-hmm. And, or, you know, they, they want a special lunchbox that they they haven't managed to open or a school bag and they might need help buttoning up a coat and all that kind of thing. And I know parents are advised to to help with all of that, but they just need more one-on-one care. And you have the same size classroom at four and five as you do at 12, where children are completely independent. I can't understand why schools don't have smaller classes for the younger
0: ages. Well, absolutely. I mean, look, I suppose junior infants and senior infants, by, the very, by what they're called, they're not even called first class. First class is, is a year later. And mm-hmm. um, so it, it was kind of Ireland's answer to kind of preschool. Um, but it became more academic, I suppose, you know, kind of over the years, you know, in, in relation to, I suppose, there wasn't as much awareness about the, the importance of play for children in those years. Now, that's changing. They're, they're revising the primary school curriculum and they're looking at bringing in a kind of a play-based methodology for, for children. Um, but that requires more eight. work from the teachers. Well, it, well, it'll require a smaller groups. Um, mm. I mean, children children get some more like I suppose from, when we're looking in the early years, even with a one to eleven ratio, the children are very independent in that space. But that said, there's an adult there that's very attuned to their emotional and social development, you know, and who's and kind of who can kind of really see what's going on for each and every child. I mean, yes, the more children that you've got added on top of that, the more difficult that becomes. So you definitely have to look at, at class sizes. Um, but I suppose you know we're, we're kind of looking as well. So it's class sizes, but it's also the children being able to regulate their own behaviour and not constantly being spoken to about about you know needing to behave in a way that isn't actually developmentally appropriate for them. That's really damaging to a child's you know kind of self confidence and self esteem, and and that plays through later on. And I suppose you know we have to look at you know we've got significant um, increase over the years in relation to kind of mental health and pressures on on uh, you know kind of young um, young adults. I suppose we call them, um, and we've we've got to be looking at them. Okay, how can we support them? And this. Is not taking away any um, you know, obstacles that are in children's way but this is supporting them and being able to manage them themselves and that's something that takes time and can only happen in line with the development of the child um, and I suppose that's why we'd be considering you know, when, when parents kind of look and see oh my child is well able and we go okay well able now but what does that mean when they've got you know, um, obstacles and repeated obstacles um, that maybe aren't being able to be supported in the way they could be if they were with a smaller group or if they were at home or you know, if they were with a childminder or wherever and that they that they would be until they're ready for going to school, and we look at we look at Finland which one of the you know acknowledges one of the best education systems. Children don't start the formal education there until seven years of age. That doesn't mean they don't go anywhere before that. So they do have the socialisation, but it's more focused on that emotional and um, uh, social development, um, you know in the in the early year services. So I suppose you know we kind of need to look at you know what's going on there. Children in our schools, you know, they go in, they've got tests, they've got you know more sitting down, more uh, kind of an academic focus. While they have brilliant, um, you know, other experiences as well as the academics, I'm not taking not not bashing the schools here. Um, but you know, it's it's they need even more play. They need even more um, of those kind of socialization experiences.
1: Yeah, and and you mentioned those, but I suppose there are people who also know of situations. I know people who started school at three. I do. Back mm. in the day, the schools used to accept them if they were three, nearly four, and they would say that they got on fine. There wasn't a problem um, yeah. the whole way through it. And so people are using a few anecdotal examples as well. <laughs> But I also I know myself with my kids. Um, I started my eldest at four for a very simple reason, and that was financial, uh, because. Uh, the, you know, it costs so much money to put them in childcare that just couldn't afford another year of it. And, uh, you know, the, the price is reduced once they start in school. That has been eliminated to a certain degree now because now children, there was no early uh, childcare year then. Now there's too early childcare year. Do you think that is fueling a decision for a
0: lot of parents to wait an extra year? It is certainly making a decision for, for some people. but we've, we've got to understand that, that that's just for three hours a day. Now, While three hours is better than no hours. Um, if, if parents are working, they still have to you know pay for the other hours in the day, so it could be another five hours. Um, so, so there is that, that, that continued expense. Um, so, yes, I, I, I definitely think it has made a difference. Um, you know, it makes it more affordable. But that said, there's a whole cohort of, of children um, where that doesn't make it, it still doesn't make it affordable for their families. Um, and actually, some Sometimes we find that the children who are going even younger are children from families that are really financially struggling. And they're going, OK, look, you know, for the length of time, the child can be in school. It's going to be less costly than actually, um, you know, kind of singing to the early year services. And, and, and that's a problem because there's already a divide there in relation to, you know, the um, life opportunities for children from families that are disadvantaged and marginalized. You know, so um, that can kind of compound a problem for, for certain groupings of children. Do you think
1: teachers um, have opinions on this? Do you think they get frustrated when kids get
0: sent to school too young? Well, you see, it would make it really difficult for parents, right, or for p- teachers, because if they've got say, a group of children, um, you know, who are five years of age and they've had, you know, kind of, uh, they've gone through their maybe it's two years of the early years um, program, and they're, they're kind of fairly independent and you know able, and then they've got a child or two or three who are not. Then they've got a, such a difference in terms of the ability of the children, the independence of the children, the emotional and social development of the children. And they, they've, they kind of have to, you know, without the support in the classroom, because they won't have support unless there's a child who's got, you know, an additional special needs um, and they've got maybe a, a um, an SNA, and um, the teacher won't have support to be able to um, work with the children individually at where they're at, and that's huge. I mean, it has to be huge frustration for the teacher because then maybe they're finding that they maybe work more to the average child, and that some children are are struggling, and you've got some children who maybe would you know benefit by you know be, by being even more challenged in, in in terms of what they're doing in school, and that has to be so frustrating for teachers not to be able to meet the needs of individual children. Um, so I can see that if they have children who are kind of no two children are going to be the same anyway. But if have got, got children who are kind of close to being at a same place when they go, you know, into school, then it's obviously easier to support um, to support those children. So I, I would say it must be frustrating for the teachers. Roughly how many years have we had these early
1: childcare learning in place? And are we start, starting to see the benefits in kids yeah,
0: Yeah, well, we've had, we've had it as a one-year program since 2010. Um, but it's only, I think, maybe four years, five years, and um, that it became a two-year program. So, like, we're, those children are still going through the primary system. So they haven't come into, you know, what are they like in, in terms of secondary. And um, so, but I think, I think we will start seeing, it's probably going to be another few years, <clears throat> because there'll obviously be various different pieces of research, you know, with the growing up in Ireland, um, research that, that, kind of tracks children, um, you know, kind of through their, through their, um, through the childhood years. And just kind of um, you kind of see where they see where they're at. So it'll be another few years before we'll have the the data on it. But anecdotally, we can see. I mean, you know, I've talked to primary um, school teachers, the colleagues that are working there, mm-hmm. and uh, and they would say in terms of you know the children being you know kind of um, more able, easier settled. You know, there's less of that real. You know, when children used to be going to school and, and they were going literally from the home into the primary school. You know, as one of many, um, and the, the tears that used to be happening for the whole first term, like you know. Um, so there's a lot less of that because children are. Really already out and they've been able to be supported you know for shorter days, with smaller ratios you know etc and that's if they're going to an early year service, I mean if they're going to a a childminder then maybe be even less numbered you know so they've had that kind of stepping stone into um, being able to be ready for um, you know for for the, the kind of schooling system.
1: Okay, well, that's good to hear because uh, it's not easy for either child or parent when those tears start flowing no. um, in September when they're starting off. I know we the photographs are, that always appear in the Limerick Leader are usually very cute, but at the same yes. time, it's heartbreaking for the parents when uh, they have to make that adjustment. Marion Quinn, and uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Marion of the Irish Association of Childcare Professionals. Do you have any thoughts on this? If you sent your child to school um, at an earlier or later age? Let us know what you think 123 9595
0: Your views Your news Your lyric today With Joe Nash On Live 95